Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. In a recent study Bessler conducted around revenue cycle vulnerabilities and opportunities, revenue cycle leaders across the country noted that denials are their top revenue cycle challenge. We've covered that a bit in the past here on the podcast, but to, to dive into specific denial management strategies, I'm joined by Olga Barone-Allen, who is the Senior Manager of Onboarding and Delivery here at Bessler. Olga, welcome to the program. Mike, thank you for inviting me. So Olga, denials is something that stretches across uh, a hospital finance organization. Why don't you start out by telling us who has specific responsibility for denials? Who, who, who actually owns it? So, you know, it's always been patient financial services. PFS always, uh, you know, had to handle the, the denials. But historically, it was really siloed into patient accounting. And, and uh, you know, it was very frustrating for the, uh, the staff because there was, you know, it, denials are stemmed by the repercussion of the uh, a claim. So it starts, it starts from the beginning. And uh, as time has gone on, there has been somewhat of an evolution of, of who owns it and who oversees it and who needs to get involved. So it's pretty, it's been interesting over the years to see it evolve into what it's um, gearing towards for the future. So who ideally should be involved in a denial management strategy at the hospital? So what we've seen uh, more and more, which is the ideal uh, situation, is that patient account, uh, you know, patient financial services definitely has to be the spearhead of managing and tracking uh, denial management, uh, but also the various departments, uh, and specifically, you know, physicians, the clinical areas, case management, utilization management, patient access. Uh, contract management, uh, all need to work hand-in-hand with patient financial services to make the denial management uh, process work uh, successfully at any provider facility. So, Elga, talk to us about some of the common denials that providers might face and uh, perhaps any strategies that that you would like to talk about uh, to help avoid some of those uh, specific denials. That that is perfect, Mike, to uh, go into some of the categories because, you know, over the years, they seem to be, you can speak to any uh, director or anyone in uh, patient accounting or patient financial services. Uh, the themes are the same. The names, you know, the names of the denial categories are the same. Not medically necessary, no authorization, not eligible, lack of documentation, timely filing, lower level of care, uh, diagnosis doesn't match uh, the age or the sex of the patient, uh, duplicate billing, you know, billing error. So the themes are the same, you know, um, for, and it, it's a cross-payer um, so it's the same common uh, bucket of denials that you know each facility is dealing with and struggles with throughout the years. Yeah, it seems like uh, denials are just sort of there now. They just happen 
um, almost routinely, um, particularly with certain payers uh, that, that hospitals have to deal with. And uh, it's something that they have to kind of continuously go back and, and, and revisit and spend resources on. Is there a, is there a strategy or a way uh, that they can kind of circle the wagons and spend less resources on denials that are, that are more common or specific to a certain payer? And that is the key, is when you're tracking and monitoring the denials and, and collaborating with the various departments, the key uh, focus should be in improving the process, trying to get the bill before it uh, leaves the facility, you know, before it's billed, to make sure that all these um, edits or coding or document additional documentation if you know that a document is you know it's the standard denial is going to take place uh, when the claim is processed for additional information you know have it have it build initially with the documentations attached to the claim or you know if it's lack of um you know, lower level of care. Make sure those those types of claims are reviewed. There's a scrubber in your mainframe or in your billing system to flag them. And to prevent the bills from, from going out before the, they go to the payer. So to being proactive and meeting with the departments, making sure that eligibilities uh, are being uh, verified. Uh, medical necessity, you know, if there's a, B, a ABN, you know, advanced beneficiary notice on file signed by the uh, by the patient, you know, making sure that the, the service is covered, um, that will help decrease the, the denial days and that duplication of productivity or, or a time where the employee has to now double work or appeal the claim and rework that claim. It takes time and a lot of times, you know, providers tend to, uh, because they don't have the resource and the budget, you know, tend to write off these, these denials and there could be good money sitting there for, you know, that could be reimbursed and, you know, collected. And we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, Olga, and, and the idea that a denial might happen, um, sometimes they sit until you can get back to them because uh, there's just things involved um, that require staff time and, and staff are busy. In your experience, are there any uh, strategies or, or other things that hospitals could be doing to accelerate that that time to pay gap and, and try to you know improve their cash flow by bringing in the money sooner from uh, denials that they might get overturned? Great question, uh, Mike. Uh, you know, denials really do increase your AAR days and your age, uh, you know, age trial balance. Unfortunately, the time, even though you have different workflows, uh, bolt-on systems or, or even internal mainframe workflows, you know, to get to a denial, the amount of effort uh, most facilities do outsource their denial process or denial management uh, accounts because they just don't have the the time. Uh, I would say the proactive approach in 
reviewing your unbuild, your DNFB, uh, creating uh, scrubbers within your mainframe, uh, in addition to your billing scrubber, um, are definitely key. Working your return on provide uh, to provider RTP and Medicare suspense uh, is is so crucial. Uh, working that regularly, and also working your provider edits on a regular basis. Uh, to see what is getting stuck in those categories and then going back to the table to your various departments, your physicians, your, your case management, uh, uh, patient access, and sitting with them and saying, showing them the value of the dollars that, that are, are hitting these categories and then together with them trying to strategize how to prevent them going forward. Olga, when you think about um, denial management strategy, uh, are there certain terms that providers should be looking for uh, when they're when they're considering uh, their denial management strategies? Absolutely, and um, you know I'll mention them briefly, uh, but there's more on the. Uh, the blog that you can see uh, more of the definition of what they overall mean and what can be done to help prevent them. Uh, but additional development requests, the ADR, you know, a CERT, uh, comprehensive error rate testing is another form of denial. Uh, at LCD, which is a local coverage um, determination. You know, those uh, NDC, national coverage determination, these are uh, terms in the denial management world that m- most payers, Medicare specifically, have built uh, you know modules that you can go into the gov- you know the Medicare or CMS uh, to you know take a look at whether those charges are covered or if that service is covered and to prevent and to prevent a denial from, um, you know, being posted and not collecting uh, right up front. You know, these are things that can be incorporated uh, when the patient comes in at the time of, um, you know, verifying services and scheduling. And it helps, at you know, reimbursement collection um, occur faster. It's great information, Olga, and certainly we've only just scratched the surface here of denial management uh, strategies because they are uh, many and complex, and this is certainly a tough issue for hospitals to deal with. Uh, As Olga mentioned, there is some more information available up on the blog associated with this podcast. If you'd like to take a look, you can go to Bessler.com forward slash insights and just look for the revenue cycle button and you can click on that and and you'll find uh, this and a lot more. Olga, thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you, Mike, for inviting me. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.